Welcome to Reroute. This is Gavin Wilhite. Today, we get to talk to Alex Maki Yokella. Maki is an engineer turned artist and entrepreneur. His work includes Burning Man art installations, Arctic vaults designed to preserve open source code for millennia, and an AI-driven fashion company. He is currently the COO of Green Cubes, a startup building automated infrastructure for urban food production. Today, we'll dive into topics including integrating AI into design workflows, mindfully navigating the emotional challenges of entrepreneurship, and positive ways to push yourself to execute on your intentions. So sit forward, listen in, and enjoy our conversation with Alex Maki Yokella. Today, I'm here with Alex Maki Yokella. How are you doing today, Maki? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? Doing really great. I'm uh, looking forward to talking to you for a while. I'm um, pretty excited to talk. Um, I know you've done just like a ton of stuff at the kind of intersection of engineering and art, and I'm uh, very excited to talk about things like mindful entrepreneurship. Um, so I'm kind of curious, maybe you can start off uh, by kind of telling some folks about how you, like some of the projects that you've done uh, kind of at that intersection. Um, I know you've done some really interesting work in uh, the intersection of like fashion and machine learning art. Uh, maybe you can tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. So I've, I've had a kind of uh, just a little bit of backstory. I've, Please. So I started my career as an engineer, um, studied mechanical engineering, uh, worked in a bunch of different engineering fields, hopped around mechanical, software, electronics, things like that. Um, and I, uh, I built, I kind of, it turned into art, uh, when I got, uh, kind of pulled into a burning man project called Dr. Brain Love, uh, which was this giant nice. climbable steel brain covered in LEDs, uh, just top to bottom <laughs> all mapped and you could put on an EEG and your brain waves would feed into what the lights were doing. Um, and from there, a bunch it's of worth looking this up. Oh, sorry? I don't know if we can find a link to this, Nick, but uh, this this art piece is worth seeing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, please continue. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, out. yeah. There you can. There's a picture of it, uh, drbrainlove.org. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll give it just a really quick kind of like like round summary. Um, from there, I built a bunch of different LED pieces, smaller ones, larger ones. Uh, the uh, and then I started getting into neural network art, uh, and th this was probably like four or five years ago before it was really all over the place the way it is now. But I uh, was using neural networks to create clothing like leggings and shirts and things, and I started this little uh company called Spirit and Glitch, uh, that was really kind of exploring like what I could what I could push AI to do and like using AI, like as and neural networks, like as a, a tool, like as one paintbrush of many, rather than kind of just like, okay, the, the machine is making some art and, uh, totally. most, yeah. Yeah. Um, and most recently, uh, I was, uh, I got actually got uh, commissioned by GitHub, uh, to build, uh, a vault for the, the Arctic code vault, uh, program that they have yes. where, uh, very, they I'm have very excited about this. Yeah. This yeah. Awesome. yeah. Uh, do you want to get into it now or I can, I can, I can kind of get, give a summary now or we can just dive into it later. G give a teaser of it. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us just like the surface. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, it's this, uh, it's kind of, it's similar to the, the global seed vault that people are familiar with that, except it's with the, the world's open source code. And so they have this enormous archive 
of open source code uh, stored on these uh, these like silver halide film reels. I think I'm getting that right uh, by this company called Pickle yes. uh, that That's are awesome. just storing all of the the world's open source code, and they essentially wanted to make the actual artifact of that beautiful. And so they hired me and I designed this, uh, yeah. yeah, this giant stainless steel, uh, AI art, uh, design vault, uh, that's currently down there, uh, and a couple of like companion museum pieces to go with it. That's amazing. Well, I can't wait to talk more about that, but, um, but I do want to kind of come into this, um, you know, talk a little bit about, there's been a lot of, you know, wild new releases when it comes to AI generated artwork and oh man, yeah, AI, yeah, and AI like just driven tools. And um, you know, I, I've known you as somebody who's been working on that, you know, f- you know, for a number of years now. And so, I'm just kind of curious if you can talk to how you've kind of seen that change or where you see that going into the future. I know, you know, one of the things we try to look at is you know how can we we try to find the the better futures here, the brighter futures. Mm-hmm. And it seems like there might be some some darker ones, maybe some brighter ones with how AI and kind of art and you know all this interacts. I'm curious yeah. your thoughts. Yeah. Um, oh man, big question. Where to where where to start with that? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, so I, th- I think just in terms of how we've seen it evolve, it's become it's become a lot more powerful. Like when I was really getting deep into it, uh, you know, four or five years ago, I was mostly using style transfer, which uh, for for people who aren't familiar, it's essentially you have like a photo of the Golden Gate Bridge and then the painting Starry Night, and you give it those two inputs and it'll give you a picture of the golden gate bridge but painted in the style of starry night um yeah and so you know this was kind of like the 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 new hot thing like (laughs) four or five maybe six years ago um but you Mm -hmm. you uh it took a while to run and it was you know there's some things that would work well with some things that it wouldn't and a lot of what i was kind of like doing and in kind of learning to use that was like learning just developing an intuition what for what the ai would like pick up on or what the, what the neural network mm-hmm. maybe to be more technically accurate would um would would pick up on and use really well or what it would just really wouldn't understand and now it's kind of gotten to this point where uh you can you know like give it uh, you pull up uh, mid journey or dolly and you give it uh, mm-hmm. a few words of prompts and it'll it'll kind of like run with it and it, it's a lot easier and it's a lot um it, it can, the, you, can you explain those two for our audience just for folks who might not have heard of those yeah dolly yeah and yeah and mid journey yeah. yeah so i i've i've only actually mostly played with uh with dolly i know that there's a lot of mm-hmm. um but that's not that's just kind of what what's landed in, in front of me I, i'm uh but there uh essentially it's a text prompt and you say something like okay i want a picture of a gorilla running around a city uh like photorealistic uh with helicopters in the background and a purple sky and it'll it'll draw that for you and like you know there's some things that it'll pick up on there's some things that it'll um it'll have a hard time with it tends to have a hard time with text like if you say like I want the, you know, a skyscraper that says like, 
ABCD, it'll just find just hilarious ways to mess it up where it's just like, just like it will. <laughs> it's doing all this advanced stuff and just like a little bit of text there and it just loses its mind. It can't do it. Um, and very much in the spirit of how the, this technology develops, Google just came out, you know, with one that now finally does do text well. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, so it's it, just it, surreal. You can just summon any image from a description of it, right? With yeah. Photos. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. nuts. And I think that it's it's um one of the really beautiful things about AI is that uh it it's a really good creative aid. Um like if there if it's like it, like you know there's certain things that I have a hard time imagining and I I would have a hard time painting from my imagination. Um but then I put some text in or I see these things that it creates and it's something I would have never ever thought of. Um, or it comes out in a mm -hmm. form that I would have never thought of, but that's also really uncanny and beautiful and interesting. Um, and I, th I think that a lot of the time people kind of, uh, and, you know, people are just playing with this thing and, you know, you, you kind of like get caught up in that novelty. But one of the ways that I think you can really use AI, like the way that I like to think about it is just using it as a, as a paintbrush or as a tool in the creative process like it's it's right. the ai itself is not the artist the ai is a paintbrush that sort of like creates this, this, this deceptively whole looking thing um interesting but like you can just use that as an input and kind of like run with it in some other direction and then kind of like you know just take the parts of it that are interesting and let your own creativity run with that like maybe this guy comes out interesting and it gives you an idea for like oh what if what if i wanted to make you know this kind of storyline with a gorilla if this is a part of some larger project um like the ai is yeah. kind of good for like giving just these really interesting new uh just narrative threads uh, or ideas that you can kind of then then kind of play with it is. It's very interesting because it does. It offers you those threads, and it also is interesting because sometimes I feel like it uh, constrains some, at least in its current form. Like I've started using it for Dungeons and Dragons games mm. uh, <laughs> to try to show the players what they're seeing. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's yeah. great. I love that. Uh, and it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun because I can kind of, you know, otherwise I'm just describing it to them. But I found that it kind of um, it, it forces me to think about the world a little bit in the way that the AI is showing it to me. Because once I've seen it as a photo, like that's more real in some ways than my imagination was before. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I found it very powerful to, to show me, but kind of limited in how it kind of was trying to, to be a little insistent on kind of what part of the art was what, you know, as it kind of had to be. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of where, like, I think in the current form, like Dolly, that, you know, just like really carefully, like crafting the prompt and knowing what kind of words the the, the machine will really <laughs> do something interesting with. Um, yep. It was actually, there's kind of an interesting just, just through line to uh, when I was playing with style transfer with that, because one of the, yes. one of the things that you had to get really uh, creative with was the inputs because it wasn't, you, you didn't give it a text input, you gave it two pictures and kind of like it, it, it had to figure out how to mash them together. But uh, what, I see. Like, and as you're saying, like a, like a picture of a famous uh, like painter or something like that, right? Yeah. Or, or anything yeah. like any, any texture, like, because you had the content image, which was like the shape uh, that it I would come out of. And then you had the style image, which was the texture, like in, you know, the, the researchers, when they were developing this, where they would put like, you know, Dali and uh, some like Kandinsky or something, but like you can, I could go outside and take a picture of just like, if there's just like a giant bowl of blueberries, I'll just like point my camera down and take a picture of that and like i would do this i would walk around the world like looking for interesting textures because then i could just like take a picture of my phone and just this this 
texture in front of me is now a paintbrush I can use. Um, but That's in developing cool. this intuition for like what the AI works well with and picks up on. And now the form of that is kind of like, it, it's a lot more condensed because you have this text and it's like knowing like what words and what phrasings and what, you know, like, like how to, how to speak the, to the AI so that it, it, it gives you exactly what you want. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so did you ever, did, did you ever make any pants out of blueberries? Uh, I actually did. I had one. Um, nice. Yeah. So it's, awesome. I had this really cool picture of this really beautiful, um, these like, colorful succulents. And then I uh, kind of mashed those with some pictures of blueberries. And it just created this really like surreal, lush, purplish kind of um, texture that I, I actually really liked. That's awesome. <laughs> are, now, are these still available? Can people still get these? Uh, the so the website the website is still up. The um, I, I haven't worked on it for years, so the the ordering I don't think you can order anything. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's spiritandglitch.com if you want to kind of like peruse the stuff that's there. And if, if people if people are interested in it, just like re, if, if people bug me enough, I'll I'll like get it back up. But right now it's it's, it's up to look at. It's it's not up to buy. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, yeah, we'll definitely ping, uh, ping us or Maki if, if that's what you're interested in, because 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 <laughs> I've seen a lot of people very happy with uh, with stuff that they've had. Oh yeah, yeah. spirit and glitch, right? Spirit <laughs> yeah, and yeah. glitch, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a yeah. it's kind of a, it's a feeling seeing you know being at a, a party or a festival and seeing people like running around in leggings that you designed, and it's like oh, oh my god, my <laughs> friends are enjoying these. This is wonderful. Yes. And I, and I love it because it's also just, you know, it, maybe we can talk a little bit about it. it's kind of like I love it as kind of a like local kind of handcrafted in a way business. Right. Mm -hmm. We can talk a little bit about kind of yeah. entrepreneurship and, and doing that. And yeah, I've, I've been kind of inspired by the ways I've, I feel like you found these really cool niches where you can combine, you know, things from two different fields and um you know, fashion and machine learning. You know, I definitely hadn't <laughs> thought about that, but I think before I saw your leggings. And, so that's great. Yeah. Uh, but I'm curious just to talk, I'm curious to hear a little bit about kind of how you think about uh, like business in that regard and stuff like that. You mm. know, I, um, uh, how, how you kind of, I know oftentimes there's like lots of interesting challenges that, that one comes up against on uh, how to start businesses and be an entrepreneur while also kind of being mindful of what they're doing and how they're going about it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, how do you think about flow and stuff like that? Yeah, um, yeah. So that's that's a kind of a, a, a bunch of different topics in one. So I think that there's yeah. uh, I, I'm I'm going to jump on the flow one, the and it's just the, yes. the the art and engineering one, and I'm going to see if I can kind of like like segue like navigate from that to business. Um, totally. The and so like with the with the leggings, one of the things that I realized was that like. Uh, because like I, I I come from the engineering world and I kind of like started like discovering myself as an artist, my ability to be an artist, like just like my the fact that I enjoy kind of getting into more uh, just open ended creative flows and seeing where they go. But the yep. coming from engineering, I tend to think of things almost like structurally first. Um, and so like with the leggings, I was like, okay, cool. So I have this this setup. Um, where I can just, I have a design, I, you know, I have it on the layout and I have it, you know, with this, with the supplier and then they can just print it. Um, and so it, it kind of created this thing where it's just like, okay, I can actually just go nuts trying to design a bunch of these things and mm -hmm. I'm not going to 
like I, I've, I've kind of structurally given myself a situation where like I don't have, you know, like run sizes. It, it was a print on demand supplier. So I could literally just order one and just have a sample. And it's not the, you know, it's, it's, that's it's awesome. yeah, yeah. But you but that's a buy big batches. Yeah. Right, exactly. Because like it, then yes, yes. I, I'm structurally able to experiment. Like it, it costs me, you know, like mm-hmm. twenty bucks, forty bucks, whatever, to to um, try something rather than like, okay, I have to get this thing absolutely perfect and then make this big run. And I hope I didn't mess up like one little detail somewhere. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, but it, but it, it's kind of like the the there's kind of like the structure and then the creative part of it but the getting the structure right like from the beginning like in my setup or if i have like you know you know a workshop or a lab even uh it's like okay i want to get the structure right so that in like whatever i want to do whatever i want to play with like then i can really dive in and kind of get lost at it and see where it goes without having to like pull myself back up and like oh adjust this thing or or fix this thing or like think about like these like xyz 10 other thing because when when i'm kind of like in problem solving mode it's it's also i'm kind of like in like really like aggressive problem solving sort of like structured engineering machines you know like just that sort of yep. thinking or i'm in just sort of more this sort of like uh, surrendered uh, surrendered state where I'm trying to, uh, trying to just sort of like let go, not think, and just just like let what wants to be expressed, be expressed. Um, like if I, I'll just like pull out a notebook and start writing things and whatever, just whatever, just like viscerally kind of elicits something interesting in me, even if it has no connection to what I'm doing, makes no sense. Like I follow that thread and see where it leads. And a lot of the time, like that kind of, that kind of creates a lot of the magic, these little like nonlinear sort of jumps where something interesting comes out the other side of it. Um, but the structure has to be there just so like, I, I have so you're talking kind, of, about like, kind of space a balance, to, if I'm understanding correctly, between like, kind of like having this, like a structure on one end and then like a free exploration mode and all and on, on, at other times and being able to kind of make space with one by holding structure with the other. Is that, is that? Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the, the structure kind of like gives me like, like some space and potency to really get creative Mm -hmm. and have something come out of it. And the creativity, like that flow is sort of like, that's sort of like the juice for me. Like that's what makes it um, really rewarding and fun and interesting. Like the two, the two kind of uh, the, the two kind of both need each other. They, they play off of each other in, in a, in this kind of fun way. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, Cause it is, it's interesting, right? Like when you are kind of in that kind of deep work mode where you're trying to create something or, you know, uh, whether it's a, a new design or, you know, figuring out some sort of process or something like that. Um, you really, you really do kind of uh, need to, to set things aside and just kind of follow your instinct. Right? Mm-hmm. And so I like the idea of kind of making space for that with, with sort of like a meta structure. Yeah. And it's a little bit paradoxical as well, because a lot of the time when I, especially if I feel like some kind of creative block, like it's just not, not going, like I try to be very just deeply unattached to a final outcome or a vision that I have in my mind or like, okay, it has to eventually come out as a pair of leggings or something like that. Um, and that's, yep. a lot of the times, you know, that's scary. Cause like, I'm trying to make this thing, but I find that, um, when I sort of just like let, you know, just let it rip and just let whatever's in my system want to, you know, whether it's related to the project or not kind of explore and just sort of have it, whatever cathartic, just internal experience, uh, 
external experience sort of thing that I'm uh, journey that I'm going on with that. I find that it tends to it does tend mm-hmm. to loop around in some elegant way and generally in a way that I could not have thought of beforehand. Um, sometimes it it does come out in a pair of uh, you know a pair of leggings or like whatever um, whatever form factor I was trying to get it into, but just kind of like with with a different twist or a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's something totally different, but that gives me perspective on the whole situation. And I was like, oh, I didn't actually the the, the form factor was that I was thinking of like wasn't actually the thing that I wanted, but I was so tunnel visioned into it that I couldn't see that from there. Um, and so it's this, it's this very just nonlinear kind of process, and it's just like having is, having is comfort there an with that. Of that? Um, was, was that like a yeah? Good question. Um, let me think. There. So this isn't so much a uh, a, a creative one, but it, it's sort of the same same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I had some, uh, it was just, uh, just contract that I was working on. It was just, a uh, building out a piece of software for somebody, uh, a mm-hmm. number of years ago. And I, um, I would find myself getting like in this, you know, it's like one or 2 AM I'm, I'm kind of working at night and I'm getting in this like just technical block and I can't find my way around this thing. And I'm trying to build mm-hmm. this thing. And, um, kind of just like the, the harder I beat my head against it, the, the, the less progress I make. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that I I would start doing was I would just like go outside, you know, go for a a, kind of a long walk, just enough to get my, some space away from the problem and just to kind of just get in a different headspace, uh, and, and sort of zoom out a little bit. And what I realized when I did that was I would just kind of zoom out. And for this, it would be like, okay, like, what's my relationship to this project? What's my relationship to the people who I'm building this for? Like, is the, you know, to the, you know, our agreements, how, like, how I'm being supported in this in terms of, you know, like, time or resources being paid, whatever. Um, And, like, sometimes it was something there that I'm like, oh, actually, I really, I, this thing, like, you know, just, this this part of how we're working together whether it's uh just a, a like a rhythm or a set of expectations that i need to mm-hmm. adjust or like there's something kind of like in just my personal relationship to this project or the to this you know the people i'm building this for uh or my emotional relationship to it that is you know that i actually really need to adjust and there's some part of me that's kind of like just like blaring a loud alarm about it just to, like internally and hmm. when I when I realized that I was like, oh, so I actually like, okay, so I need to send them an email and saying like, hey, this I, I actually like, you know, like uh, this this part of this thing, like say, uh, like I'm going to be gone these few days and I need kind of just like some space without communication because I have to recharge or like I need to do this or I need to do this. Basically, kind of create creating this situation where I personally just feel like, you know, enough kind of structure and enough support around me that I can kind of like be in flow and like it just enough like sense of alignment, integrity, safety, just about how the whole thing is working. And I find that like, it just like uncannily, whenever I would do that, I would kind of like walk back, you know, to my, to my uh, back inside, like an hour later and either the original technical problem that I was thinking of like was 
in some way obviated in the sense that it's like, oh, I shouldn't be building this, you know, this thing like two layers of abstraction up from it. I, I should actually have made a different design decision here. And that makes mm -hmm. the whole thing come together more elegantly. Or I just kind of like have the solution to the problem. But it, I've, I've just been through this loop enough times where like I, I sort of like zoom out and I just very holistically examine just my whole um, situation with this project or with this, uh, company or with this, you know, whatever. And, um, in, in finding and, and, and kind of making some adjustment in that, in this more like big picture perspective sense of it, the, whatever I was tunnel visioned in on just like the, sh just the shape of the situation or the shape of the thing changes. And I, it's, it's kind of uncanny. Like I generally come back with like, okay, this is kind of how I'm going to approach this. And, and, uh, and kind of attack this. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I definitely appreciate kind of the cr creating that, that, that space for like kind of creative safety. Right. I think about that. Mm -hmm. um, it seems like both in a personal context and, you know, um, you could, cause you can do this in team context as well. Right? Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And like with yeah. team context, it, it, then it becomes like, you know, like you have your own individual dynamics, but now you have the whole, like the team dynamics, you have like kind of like what everybody is bringing into it, like how everybody is relating to a project or a company and just all those dynamics. And, you know, like if a lot of the times, if there's, you know, is this something that just nobody's saying that needs to be said uh, mm -hmm. and you kind of like zoom out and you realize that like, that'll like, you know, like I'm in a start, I'm doing a startup right now. And like a lot of the times this, uh, when we have something that we're beating our heads against the, the wall on the, the, the thing that I find like actually changes the situation is like getting a little bit of distance, going for a walk and just sort of, sort of like examining what, what are the dynamics that like everybody is bringing into this? What, what kind of needs to be said, what needs to be adjusted. And a lot of the times, like you change yeah. one or two things that, on the surface are not in any way, shape or form related to the, to the problem that you're trying to solve, but it, it just mm -hmm. changes the mm -hmm. whole situation enough that you have this, uh, you can get a very new perspective on things. And a lot of the times it's uh you, you kind of find a better way forward with that. I appreciate that. Paying attention and kind of being mindful of uh, in particular, the things that need to be said. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've seen this a number of times and you have to be, you got to do it with grace and stuff like that. But I feel yeah. like it's kind of, Sometimes people call them withholds, you know, stuff that is kind of there, but isn't unsaid, doesn't work through. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the time with that, it's, um, there, there's kind of like, there's, there's a lot of different ways to say things that kind of like mm -hmm. just that fall into that category. But there's, um, I, I think that there's a lot of different sort of places that you can say them from like you can say like hey i'm like you know I'm, I'm, I'm pissed that you're doing this or that you're not doing this or whatever um but then there's kind of a, a, a kind of a deeper undercurrent of like hey we both care about this thing i know that you care about this thing i do too um why why does this keep happening like why like what's going on here like what's the pattern mm -hmm. what are you experiencing with this because like i know that you know, like we, this is something that's important to both of us. So like what's going on and, you know, same yes. situation, same, you're, you're still addressing the same thing, but it's kind of from this place of uh, mutuality and kind of like, uh, like, Hey, this is let's, let's we, we both care about this. So let's fix it. Like rather than this sort of uh, just, just more like petty personal, whatever. Yeah. Well, and I find it interesting, right? Because I think a lot of these things, um, 
you know, I know you've been involved in a lot of like Burning Man art projects, <laughs> you know, bigger, bigger community projects and stuff. And it's interesting the cultures that develop there around working together. Right? Yeah. And sort of how that compares to other kind of work contexts. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm curious to talk about that maybe for a minute because it's, um, it's very interesting, right? Like the kind of more open communication and yeah. Yeah. Um, are there things in particular that you feel like you've appreciated there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so to um, to to go back a little bit to the the art project that I was sure, talking yes. about earlier, Doctor Brain Love. Um, yes. When yes. I when I kind of got involved in that, I was I was at this you know corporate job. I was I uh, I sort of found this little niche where I uh, was w- managed to get my job working mostly remotely and mostly just like I had a whole little machine ecosystem that I built that did most of what I had to do for me. So I didn't actually have to put that much time into it. Um, nice. Yeah. That's the entrepreneurial part, <laughs> helpful. <laughs> and helpful. You if you're getting automation things plugged in. Yeah. 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 Um, but the, uh, and then, so I basically was asked like, Hey, do you want to, you know, lead a, a major part of this project? Um, and I, you know, sat on it for a little bit. I'm like, yeah, let's do this. This sounds, this sounds fun. But, uh, and so we had, you know, like, uh, God, I don't even know like how like 30, like, we had probably like like 50 to 100 people sort of like, you know, of varying degrees of like, hey, I'll show up for a work day every once in a while. But like like the core team of like 10 to 15 people and like 30 like, uh, like core plus people who are kind of doing stuff regularly. Um, and we were working on designing this, all this structure, all these lighting, all the software to run the lighting, mm-hmm. all this, you know, there's a lot of different technical aspects of this that were, you know, pretty like actually challenging. And, you know, yeah. we're a bunch of really smart, really uh, just creative people, but like none of us were getting paid. We were doing like, we were fundraising, we were holding, you know, <laughs> right. parties and, yeah. <laughs> and Indiegogo's to, to, to raise money for this thing. Um, and so like, there was no, like everybody was there because we wanted to be there and because we thought this thing was cool and we wanted it to exist. And so like, it it wasn't this kind of like corporate world thing where, you know, like I'm your boss, you, you know, you just kind of have to do what I say. And we both Mm kind of feel somewhat ambivalent to like, "Ah, fine about it. Um, with this, it was just like, people wanted to be there. Um, and people wanted to work on it and like the, the kind of the, when I was trying to get people to do things or kind of like trying to steer people in the right direction, that was what I had to work with. Uh, like I didn't have any, any mm-hmm. other really form of, uh, of like leverage or any, any form of like right. really structural. Yeah. And the hard power isn't there in the same way. Like, right. But I, I found that I actually really love working like that. Uh, it's yes, like, yeah. it's, it's just, it was just a hundred times more meaningful, more fun. Like there was stuff when mm-hmm. something was going wrong, like I would, you know, I would like sit, at bed at in bed at, at night awake like really thinking about how how i wanted to go about this because i cared so much about it and like i was it sort of ruined uh ruined work for me in a sense because i was just like i i haven't <laughs> yeah. found anything close to this in the corporate world just, right. just it's yeah um yes and but when you to, have when you find a healthy work culture it kind of spoils you for other jobs in a lot of ways yeah yeah but but it was also it was also this thing where like a lot of the times you know at work it's like okay I get this thing to this person I get this thing to this person blah 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 whatever but the relationships weren't nearly as as meaningful it's just you know just to my coworkers I'll you know show up at a company thing for however long and then you know peace out after work mm. um, but the the relationships yeah, and just like, like yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and and that really. Uh, 
like one of the things that I realized after that, and actually, honestly, one of the reasons why I eventually just like quit my job and sort of decided to try Spirit and Glitch um, yep. was because like I I realized I, I I actually just was unwilling to, you know, just like I there's a lot of of care and a lot of um, love and a lot of just just wanting to do things in this really epic way with people that I was never going to find in in the corporate world. And I kind of like had to branch off and kind of, uh, and, and take my own, uh, take my own path with it. Yeah. Well, and I very much appreciate the kind of way that it feels like you've, you've paired some kind of, um, building of, of small businesses around, um, I don't know, uh, art, art, artistic sort of, um, you know, goods in, in some ways. And it, I'm, I'm, glad it allows it seems to enable you to kind of uh also experiment and do these wild projects in other ways mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah and yeah. like even with even with what we're doing now with the with the startup um like uh, yes. essentially like urban food growing infrastructure lots of hydroponics lots of thermal stuff i'm very excited to talk more about this it might be on a future episode but yes, yeah yeah you guys are involved in some amazing stuff green cubes yeah 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 but like like even with that it's it's sort of uh it's you know even though the product you know is is uh there's a lot more constraints to it it's not just you know like an open-ended art project but like even in that kind of like taking back a lot of that like that culture and that like okay like this is this is how i want people to show up and like i want to when like you know we're we're hiring people uh i'm just like i want to find people who like want to be here and who this is like what they want to like already want to do like i want to basically be like directing and kind of like have this already kind of on the same pageness about a lot of this stuff um and you know that that evolves you know as, as as a company gets gets larger and there's certain things that are just kind of more um more linear or like or, or like this mm-hmm. certain thing where you just need a certain number of people doing a certain thing. But um, yeah. So I'm curious, kind of coming back to this, the, the question of kind of the difference between kind of running community projects and burning man camps and stuff like that and mm-hmm. other, other uh, types of projects. I'm curious, like, you know, I definitely noticed this in Silicon Valley where even in kind of startup culture, you're kind of expected to, kind of ask people to do things rather than tell people to do things, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there's supposed to be like a different way that isn't just like, you know, ordering people to, to, to do things, which I think is a lot healthier, yep. but it, 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 I don't think there's oftentimes very, uh, it's, it's difficult to find people giving really good examples of how to do that. Right. Uh, and I'm mm-hmm. curious if you've seen like really good examples of how to like, you know, I found like this Socratic method can sometimes ha- like help if I'm trying to get somebody to help with something that maybe they haven't uh, understood why it's an important part of the project yet. Or I'm mm-hmm. curious if you found any techniques there that you feel like generalize. Um, do you know mm, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good question. Um, hmm. It, it, it's i'm gonna answer it a, a in a sort of uh maybe a different way than you're expecting but i sure. find yeah. that a lot of the uh a, a lot of what kind of creates that culture is the uh structure that it exists in uh and, and i'll give an example there was uh there was a company that i i did some consulting for uh peak design um a while back mm-hmm. they uh they designed like really, really, really good, uh, uh, like camera equipment and, uh, bags and backpacks, um, just kind of two, nice. two separate product lines, but they're, uh, and I work for them actually, like I, um, it's, it's 
it's a long story how I worked for them, but one of the reasons I kind of sought them out was that they were ranked like the like number two best place to work in the U.S. or something like that by Outdoor Magazine. Nice. Yeah, and like I, those this was kind of at a time when I was just really just disillusioned and kind of um, despondent at the just like my inability to find something that felt like a good work culture. Um, and so like, I, I, I saw, I was like, yep. I actually want to like put myself in a situation where like, I know I'm coming in with a lot of baggage about this, but like, I want to be in a situation where like, I, you know, whatever, you know, I, or I'm particularly feeling that like, that's on me and I could just work on that in my own time. Um, but I can also get to see like what a, what an organization that really functions at this relief, really, uh, kind it's of doing, like yeah. this high, higher plane of, 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 of excellence in that particular way does and um one of the one of the things that i realized was that they uh they're completely crowdfunded like they started their yeah like they started their company off of a uh off of a, a kickstarter campaign and when I, when I was there they <laughs> ran i think it was a I, I i might be wrong on this number but like a 12 million dollar kickstarter for uh their uh the, a travel tripod that they'd been uh designing and their 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 customers love them. They, uh, they have great relationships with their customers, but they have a bunch of, um, like they have a bunch of principles and they're, they're on their website. Uh, and like, they actually, they're, they're the first company I've seen that has a bunch of principles like that, that actually like all the way lives up to them. Um, and one of them was, nice. is, really? is, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. And the, and one of them was happiness over growth. Uh, and like, they actually <laughs> are like, if they, you know, if they're just, okay, we can design this in, you know, X amount of time and absolutely destroy ourselves and be miserable, or we can make the timeline a little bit more human and have fun with it. Like they would actually yeah. go the second option. And the thing to, to going back to like structure enabling culture, the thing that enabled them to do that was that because they were crowdfunded, they don't have uh, an investor kind of like breathing down their neck. They don't have yeah. like a, a specific, uh, like they don't have, you know, somebody who's like trying to like squeeze every last bit out of them, they can just make those decisions on their own. And they can say like, okay, so these are, you know, this is where our finances are at. This is where our numbers are at. This is how, where we think this will go. Can we do this? Like we run the numbers on it. Yeah, we absolutely can. Um, and then they, they just kind of had the ability to make that decision for themselves, uh, which was, which sense. was really unique. Yeah, that's cool. That's it's it's great when those crowdfunding projects really work well. I've seen a lot of those uh, sort of high concept design uh, like bags and stuff like that. It's pretty wild to see how well those seem to work. Mm -hmm. um, but it's interesting because I I have started to notice a little bit when thinking about doing businesses the sort of failure modes mm -hmm. of when it doesn't work. And, and crowdfunding <laughs> is is it's kind of scary in those regards. Oh like, yeah. Oh my uh, god. You have to be really careful when you do it, right? Because if you <laughs> promise a lot of stuff to a lot of people, even if five percent of them get very angry, that's a lot of people angry at you. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I had a friend who he it was a. A, a housemate in San Francisco a while back and he walked in and yeah. he was just like really surprised. He just opened this package and it was something that he had bought from Kickstarter like five or six years ago and they'd just gone through all sorts yes. of ridiculous delays and he was just sitting there laughing looking at it. It's just like, I can't believe they actually still shipped it. Yeah. Yeah. And no, it is. I have, I have a, um, have you seen that movie Inception? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have a top that I bought when that movie came out that I received like just about two months ago 
and you spin it and it will spin for an hour just on a table. Wow. <laughs> wow. It just won't tip over. Yeah. It has this gyroscope in it. It's uh, pretty fun. <laughs> but yeah, it took, it took them like four or five years, I think, to get this thing finally done. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's cool and it works out. It really is. And especially for kind of building interest and building community around a product. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I, I see it used for that a lot. Yeah. And I think for that, like you have to be coming from a place of genuinely wanting community, like like genuinely wanting to have, and, and like, 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 yeah. like, 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 you know, real relationships with people and real, like, I think we, we tend to use, community in this business sense uh, a lot of the time to be like oh like we have forums or we have this or we have that or we have you know this thing and okay cool take a mm-hmm. bunch of pictures put mm-hmm. it on a website um and it's sort of just like just it, it feels a lot of the time just like kind of like creating the bare minimum thing that resembles community so you can kind of like just to to, <laughs> to, to push the revenue check a box or something. right right and <laughs> yeah. then and like you know if, if you haven't been in um like for me burning man uh, and and just like mm-hmm. a lot of those tournament communities that kind of have grown out of that, like that is, it's been this experience of community for its own sake. And like, like, you know, people wanting to spend time together, grow together, make projects, kind of like do all this yeah. interesting stuff, but kind of like a lot of that, like the foundation of that is the relationships and the people and the experiences. Um, and so coming from that, and I think, yeah. And I think maybe just for folks who haven't spent a lot of time in those spaces, like it's, you know, so much of, of sort of Burning Man and, and sort of festivals like this are driven by these big kind of projects, both for art or infrastructure that have to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. And it really is just people, a bunch of people volunteering together. Um, and it's oftentimes up against very real challenges. Right, <laughs> in the desert. And, yeah. yeah. And I think that there's um, also maybe like for people who are less familiar with it, there's a lot of kind of media about like, like the tech elite at Burning Man and da 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 and all the, you know, people just having this kind of like trying to just outdo each other in all these ridiculous ways. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. that's definitely, mm-hmm. that's, that's a part of it that I think that tends to be the part of it that gets the, the, the cameras in the media, but there's for, you sure. know, for, for every like, like, camp like that or, or group kind of like like really of that there's a lot more people who are kind of doing it to do it like doing things that are smaller that are just kind of like rewarding or interesting for them or just like interesting bits of self-exploration um yeah. and a lot of yeah. the a lot of the art projects uh i think particularly in our communities have been uh from people like actually there was the sonic sphere that was there this year this beautiful sphere with this net in the middle and this crazy surround sound thing uh i know a few of the people who are working on that and like the thing that motivates them and the reason that they're doing it is because they this is kind of this this uh arena that they have where they can really kind of like just like push the limits of their technical abilities and their creative abilities Interesting. in, in, in this way that's like, not, yep. you know, like it, it's like for its own sake. And there's, there's just ways that comes out that that comes out just in way more interesting uh, forms when you do it for its own sake, rather than like, okay, there's this project that, you know, has you know, mm. this budget and this timeline and this client and whatever. Um, and can, so like, can, that's, can we talk, yeah. can we talk about the experiment that uh, green cubes did in the desert? because this feels like a very appropriate example (laughs) yeah so we uh we had 
<laughs> we literally formed a company like a month before, uh, or, or kind of like the, 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 uh, Kieran and Nathan have been going with it for a while, but the, the four of us had kind of gotten together on it. Uh, and we, uh, we built out this, uh, shipping container farm that we literally, we, we had a, empty shipping container about a month before the burn and like me and me and Nathan were the only two people who'd been to the burn and it was renegade burn. So there was no actual infrastructure <laughs> at all. It's just an empty <laughs> desert. Just like show it's up. Complete, yes. Try not to yeah, die. Completely have fun. Unorganized. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah true, true Mad Max right there. Yeah. 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 It, it was, it was a, it was a blast, but it was, uh, it was a kind of unique situation for, for that. But yeah, like we, we barely slept. We were just working like lunatics for a month you know getting all like the climate control getting all the electronics and the wiring we had a like a solar farm and some batteries running this thing um and then we had and this the whole goal here is right is growing these sprouts yeah right? yeah and like going yes. to the middle of the desert and we're going to grow a bunch of sprouts and we're going to feed people with food that we grew that week that we just like literally just cut like you know 10 minutes ago uh yeah in the middle of the Those fresh the bean desert. sprouts yeah. yeah 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 i've had them they're very tasty <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah it was a lot of fun and it was and kind so you of... guys did this you guys pulled this off oh right? we absolutely was, pulled I, it yeah. off <laughs> yeah. yeah uh it was it was it was crazy it was um so these shipping containers just in the middle of the desert just generating <laughs> these sort of tasty bean pods yeah yeah that's great. Yeah, it, it was a, it was a fun experience because like you couldn't tell what it was from the outside. We had this kind of like this, this right. cool little living room set up kind of just in front of it, and people would you know just walk by or bike by and you know hang out a little bit. And we're like, hey, you want to see something cool? And that's awesome. Yeah, you just take them back there and just like nobody, to my knowledge, has really successfully done a farm on playa before. Like you're in, in generally mm -hmm. like with good reason. Most years you it, you're you can't bring live plants to the event. Like it's a rule of the event because it tends to create. Uh, like messes matter like moop uh just makes sense yeah yeah kind of ecosystems getting yeah where yeah they are normally yeah so, so like you walk people in there and just like there, there's there's an experience to like getting giving people this sense of like oh my god what like the the, the like that that kind of like sense of just like like awe is something that i one of the most rewarding experiences as an artist and we had this with brain love was just like having somebody like see your art um, I also want to clarify just like in the ethos and spirit of Burning Man, just the, we, mm. we, we'd formed this, this, this company about it, but like when we go to Burning Man, like we went as a camp, we did not have green cubes right. anywhere. It was chess and sprouts, which was, we had chess boards and sprouts and like the, the shipping container farm, like that was our art project. Like that was our, our, mm. our, our contribution to, to the burn. Like it was, it, it was the same people. Well, I love that, right? It was a camp. Yeah. You're doing this proof of concept and you're kind of providing, you know, nice things for people while they're there. Um, and I think that's, it's a cool example right of the spirit of this, right? Like pushing something forward, having a, a deadline, you know, yep. pulling it together, getting some art actually in the world. The, the and, two best uh, ingredients to make yeah. something happen, to make especially a piece of art happen are an audience and a deadline. An audience and a deadline. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, producer Nick says word. <laughs> and, yeah. Well, we uh, we do want to apologize for our audience for missing our deadline on our last episode. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, no, I appreciate that, and it's interesting, right? Because that's um, I think about that a little bit when when kind of doing projects, right? Like sometimes. 
uh, if it's a small team, it's like, how do you even motivate yourself? Right. Mm -hmm. and, and I, you know, I like that idea of kind of having uh, external things that are also paired with it, right, to, to help you yeah. make and, sure that you get it done. And I find that, like, with uh, especially with really technical projects, because it's easy to just kind of get really lost in the weeds. A lot of the time, like, yeah. when I need sort of a, a guiding thing to, like, a kind of a little bit of a North Star to follow, like, on my, uh, like, when I'm navigating something, a lot of the mm -hmm. times, like, what I, like, I, I'll get really attached to, like, okay, this image in my mind or this thing but what i actually want like what's underneath that is like it's more the emotional experience of the person um who's who's you know the audience who's seeing it like i'm you know like I, I, yeah. that, and that can be accomplished in a number of different ways and a lot of the times if i'm stuck on something technically and i'll just sort of like just sort of in my mind just like erase the actual you know the, the form of the thing that i think it's in and i'll just like just just kind of just somatically imagine like emotionally like kind of put myself in a situation of like seeing this thing and seeing somebody sort of like interacting with it and, and just sort of like having an experience with it. And so then I'm asking myself, like, there's a million different forms that this can, you know, take. There's a lot of different, uh, just sort of different routes to this outcome. Like what are, what am I, what am I not thinking of here? What am I missing? You know, just kind of like sketch out sort of, mm. um, different things um or, or a lot of the time sometimes the, the form of it stays the same but the um the remembering why i'm doing something or like what's the kind of the the, the feeling that i of the outcome that i want from it uh it, it puts things in perspective for me to be like oh this is actually just like a completely irrelevant uh like a minor technical thing that i'm just kind of getting uh yes. getting myself in a twist about but that, that, that i actually should be prioritizing yeah. other things Yes. Very interesting. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Um, cause you have to have those heuristics for that. Right. Um, for finding out when you're kind of mm -hmm. uh, doing a, yeah. 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 And I, I find that like, uh, this is maybe a little bit of a, of a, uh, different perspective than, than a lot of technical people or a lot of engineers, but I find that, using the sort of like emotional outcome that I want and like allowing yes. that to inform my steering rather than a, the technical outcome, uh, it, it opens up a lot of creativity and it really does actually tend to land where I'm, where I'm trying to go. But a lot of the time, just like in yeah. sort of like uncanny nonlinear jumps along the way, kind of, uh, kind of ways. Well, I like the idea of kind of stepping back to get that wider perspective and kind of asking like why in mm -hmm. a bunch of ways. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And coming back to that experience of the person who's going to be on, you know, who ostensibly it's for, or, you know, yeah. Yeah. How do you, yeah. Is there some things that's interesting, right? Like, um, are, are there other ways that you interpret that word audience? Like, or are there ways to get creative about that? Mm, you know what I mean? That's a good question. Um, I mean, I think it kind of boils down to to other people, mm -hmm. but preferably other people who I know and have some sort of rapport, some sort of relationship, some sort of um, like they like if I, you know, if, if I kind of just phone it in and don't show up on something or they'll, you know, they'll they'll know. Uh, because then mm -hmm. that sort of holds holds me accountable. Um, mm -hmm. It, it kind of gives me less uh, less outs that I don't want to take in the first place. Um, yeah, or, or rather, maybe that, yeah. yeah, maybe a better way to think of it is like they give it gives me more like virtuous kind of feedback loops, like to sort of like emotionally nice. kind yeah. of like just just check against like as I'm as I'm working on something. 
Like, does it, if I, if I were to show this thing, like with this person present in the room, do I like just viscerally, does that make me feel good? Does that make me feel proud? Does that make me cringe? Yeah. And like a lot of the times yes. I'm thinking, look, you know, just, you know, especially when playing around with AI art, cause you, uh, you can generate so many different things and there have this sort of like, like sort of like novelty to them. Um, right. and yep. then, and then, yep. yeah. And then like you, you, you kind of like, I just imagine like, okay, let's say I just, I just like frame this and put it on the wall and like me and like, you know, these like two or three friends who I really respect are, are kind of like in this room together. Do I feel proud of this thing or do I just feel kind of dumb about it? Or do I, you know, like how, how does that make me feel? Because that that's a really helpful internal indicator of like whether or not I'm on the right path, especially when I'm just surrounded by all this sort of like sparkly distracting novelty and like, or when I have just like too many options to really make uh, where it's just hard to make decisions. Yeah. Like that, that can be sense. how I steer. Yeah. Um, it's in so, so, so many times these days. And I think this is, you know, this is man, one of the things that I've hit in doing projects too, is like very much of this, it's challenging when you have so many opportunities, so many options, mm-hmm. right? how do you pair them back Yeah, uh, and, and, and not drive yourself crazy for all the paths you didn't take. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and just, I think realizing how, how many, um, opportunities you inherently have to miss has helped me kind of make more peace with the fact that I, that I oftentimes do, right. When you mm-hmm. do projects, you're like, oh, I could have taken every single possible road there and optimized this, that, and the other thing. But yeah, uh, but you kind of just have to set yourself up for success and kind of, you know, dive into flow in different ways. And yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. For myself, keeping I find... that outcome independence. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, a lot of the times it's that the way that I sort of answer that question and, and, and kind of come to a place where I don't, um, where I don't feel regret about decisions, just in the sense that it's like, okay, these were the trade-offs that I was making. And I'm, you know, like, even if the outcome isn't what I want this, like, I feel kind of yeah. like solid in making this decision. Like a lot of the time that, um, that comes back to like, why am I doing this or what do I want out of this? Um, and a lot of the times, like sometimes, you know, it's, it's a very, it's the, the thing that you kind of like really internally, emotionally, whatever want out of something and kind of like the, on paper, the, the, the best outcome or kind of like the, the quote unquote right decision. Like a lot of the time, those are the same thing. Um, but sometimes there's, you know, I, I have a few options, uh, or, you know, a, a number of options. And one of them is like, for whatever reason, personally cathartic or just like just internally cathartic for me, even if I can't really explain mm-hmm. why, but I kind of feel this like draw or this pull to it. Um, yeah. I tend to follow that pull uh, and I very seldom regret it. Like it's in just like in nice. not even not necessarily in a material sense, like it's, it, you know, it's not always the materially the best outcome. Um, mm-hmm. Like sometimes it's even a, the materially catastrophic outcome. Um, <laughs> sure. Like I, I have like the, the, the whole, you know, the, the whole journey for me is like, there's been some really cool stuff that I've done. There've been some pretty nasty crash and burns uh, that mm. I, you know, that, that I also went through. And, um, but those were also, those were also crash and burns that were cathartic to me, that were educational for me. And that were kind of Mm -hmm. the result of choosing to try something that I didn't know how to do. And that I was just, I, I, that I felt, uh, incomplete without having explored and just try it like just head on and face first. And, you know, if, if you, if you succeed, you succeed, if you fail, you fail. But at the end of that, I, I, 
I had that catharsis from that and I, I had that experience and that that wasn't this kind of um like it was almost just like I I'd sort of gone on that particular quest in that journey and like fulfilled that part of my myself internally and like I had the that piece from that that I could move on to the next thing without having this sort of mm-hmm. this 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 like almost just like this like big primary thread just sort of like just like kind of gnawing at me like telling me to go explore this thing it's like nope I I, I, I did that and I, I even if it you know whether it succeeded or failed I, I don't regret making the decision yeah I like what you said there about feeling incomplete without having explored that. Yeah. I definitely know that feeling sometimes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like the, uh, like sort of like, what's the, what's the lead domino? Like, what's the thing that I just like, no matter, it, it's kind of like, I can do a bunch of different things, but what's the, what's the thing that just keep pulling me and I can't, you know, not think about it or not do it or not explore it. And um, hmm. I, I find that, uh, ignoring that doesn't make it go away and diving directly into it, uh, tends to, it doesn't so much make it go away, but it sort of, it, it moves the ball forward. Like it, 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 it make, it causes that, that thing in your relationship to that, that draw or that pull, whatever it is to, to change shape and to change form and to kind of like present new, interesting situations, challenges, um, and then yes. situations and challenges that are like inherently intrinsically meaningful to you, um, and I think that's kind of what, to me, makes it worth it because it's the, 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 the whole experience has some, like some symbolic meaning, some internal. Um, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I can see meaningful to you or meaningful to you know to a team or to another audience too. Yeah, like, yeah. I think there's ways to kind of really, yes, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, it's interesting because sometimes when you like, you'll do some of these things where you'll like map out what projects are important you'll like make these stack ranked um evaluated ways of prioritizing what you're going to focus and spend time on (laughs) and 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 sometimes they're amazing and sometimes i find that they mostly facilitate me like being like no that's not right (laughs) yeah right yeah and just illuminating my own feelings about i can't quite explain why this thing is so important but yeah it still feels that way and it it, i can tell by how i don't feel like the system is honoring that (laughs) (laughs) yeah a lot of the times like just stuff like that is like you know even if i start out with the intention of just like okay i'm gonna make you know just do this stuff in like order like a b c d and you know and that that Mm -hmm. never ever happens like or it's it's in short terms like like in the span of like a day or two sometimes that's the order things happen and then just 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 like logistical operational do it get it done boom but like a lot of the Mm -hmm. times especially over like larger stuff like where you know doing the first two things on that list changes the shape of the whole situation is like it's 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 helpful for me to get it on paper just so I have sort of like a, a map and sort of like a, a sort of a, a, a sense of what the whole landscape looks like internally. Um, and then that kind of like having that, I feel more grounded and kind of comfortable in making, you know, like, okay, I'll start here or I'll start here because I know I'm like, not just sort of just like willy nilly, like just like kind of throwing caution to the wind and missing something important. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, I'm curious a little bit, there was, uh, there was one more note I had here on kind of rugged individualism versus like community mindedness. Mm. Um, yeah. Like, is that, yeah. Is that something that you've spent some time thinking about? Like I've, I've thought a little bit about like, kind of like how, how, you know, how much you need to be a shark in certain business contexts and different sorts of things. I don't know if that's what you're thinking about there, but yeah. Um, so there's, there's kind of a lot to that. I think that the, mm-hmm. um, there's 
there's a lot to being able to kind of like self-source, be self-reliant, um, self-sufficient mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Uh, but I think that there's, that's really only half of the, half of the equation. Um, because there's also this, uh, like, like doing everything solo, it just, it, it sort of, it, it gets old. Um, yes, and it it, there's yeah. this, there's this salience in community where like the, like to the point of audiences and a deadline, it's like the, one of the places where I really, <laughs> the, the, the first place where I actually really got to consider myself an artist and kind of like make art for people was in a lot of these Burning Man communities where, you know, they'd, they'd be having a party. Um, and like by party, I mean like big, like actually organized get together. And there's a lot of artists, there's a lot of theater Bigger people, band, yeah. you know, be getting yeah. on these like shticks or storylines or whatever. And it would be like, hey, hey, Maki, do you want to you want to make an LED piece for this? Uh, and it's like, boom! All of a sudden, I have an audience and a deadline. Party is, you know, this day it'll be yes. on display, you know, in this in this right. part of the room. And um, and also, there's you know, it a bunch... either works or it doesn't, right? Right, right. It either works or it doesn't. But also, there's a lot of other other LED artists, or, or just like technical artists or artists who I can kind of mm-hmm. like learn from and like and like just kind of like jam with and like talk about things with. And I find a lot of the time, like if it's just me, you know, on my own, it's really easy. Um, And I'm thinking about this from, from projects that I worked on, you know, before I'd kind of found out those communities Mm -hmm. where it was really easy for me to just sort of like spin myself into a circle about something that had really no alignment to anything. Like there's one project that I tried to do uh, called, uh, for for getting people working on uh, uh, like uh, Coursera or whatever courses to just like find people nearby so you could study together. Um, oh, nice! Yeah, it, it was a cool idea, so and it was, it was IRL study buddies. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I like I built it out, and like I never uh, got anybody to use it. It was helpful for me learning a bunch of different uh, tech stuff just mm-hmm. as a, as a project, but it was, you know, like there had, had I talked to people or kind of like been around people who were, you know, potentially, you know, e- even just like friends of mine who like played around with stuff like that. Like there was, there would have been a lot of kind of feedback loops where I would have been like, Oh, okay. This is actually kind of, I, I I'm going about this wrong in a number of ways, but because I was just kind of like, you know, just like rugged individual spinning on my own, staying up until 4am <laughs> coding on this thing every day, kind of like that sort of, that sort of deal. Uh, I, yep. I, I, I sort of just like just spend a, poured a bunch of time and energy into this thing that like, you know, good learning experience went absolutely nowhere. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 And yeah, and it's tough because a lot of that stuff can, can seem like great ideas, right? And you, if you're just on your own, it's easy to kind of, yeah, exactly. Like, down like, tangents and, yeah. Yeah, like like you need other people who are, um, you know, who 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 you respect and who whose whose perspectives mm-hmm. you respect to kind of like like talk about this thing and like on this in this on this level like that's even I think deeper for me than you know just effectiveness is just like it shared journeys are just much more rewarding than you know like individual ones like the, mm-hmm. the there's there's something in about like going through life like with people with friends with community with with peers um and who you care about and who's who where that you care about those relationships um there that's just to me i've found uh and as somebody who tends to be a pretty uh like somewhat introverted somewhat like very i I like my own space i like kind of like doing things my own way but like the it's just a lot more meaningful to, to to go through that with with other people who you care about yeah, very much so. 
it's also it's interesting to me right because this um this rugged individualism thing and uh is, is very much something that right like our current uh, economy and sort of social structure like incentivizes in a lot of ways mm -hmm. pushes people towards where it's like yep you got to take care of your finances you got to do these sorts of things you like you have to kind of be you and manage you yeah um, and and it's interesting where like you know the, there's some questions of like how necessary is is that uh but but also i think it's just interesting right to to, to be a little more honest about where are the places where that is kind of present and um you know, I don't know. It's, 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 it's fun when the community can, uh, when you can find yourself in community in ways where you don't have to lean on that quite as much. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like Burning Man is definitely a place where that's the case. Yeah. Where even though there is this kind of like, like there is a sense of rugged individuals in, insofar as like you are kind of responsible for your own survival. Yeah. Right? Like, like, like radical self-sufficiency is literally one of the context. Yeah. Radical self-reliance is literally one of the, one of the core principles. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but it oftentimes is so much done in a in a sort of uh, communal context. Right? Yeah, and, and it's also nice. like the two yeah. have a kind of a symbiotic thing in the sense of like the more self sufficient everybody in a particular group or community is able to be, mm -hmm. like sort of the more bandwidth you all have to to do like really powerful, interesting things together. Um, and also true. just yeah. then, then the more you can also like the more kind of like ability you have to say like, Hey, I think it actually makes sense to kind of just pull resources and just have, you know, like one person kind of like manage, like say like water or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah like the, the two are a very, the two are a very symbiotic thing. And I, and I think that I, I agree with you just like, especially in just in the way that the, the U S kind of like the U S in particular works is that like we i think sort of over index on sort of like everybody just being like like aggressively individually you know self-reliant on like a million different little detailed things um yes. and i think that the there there's a lot of there's, there's a lot that we 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 miss from sort of like overemphasizing that kind of like at the expense of, of, of our ability, like a structural, just like, just like having like structures that we can have really like powerful, close knit, multi-generational, like, like, like long uh, standing communities uh, on. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting too, right? Because like, I think the, um, that radical self-reliance that I, that I hear in Burning Man, I also, I, you know, sometimes people think about kind of like prepping, right, for a disaster. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. And, and I, I think I slowly start to see more and more appreciation there about how, even though we've had these stories about the rugged individualism, like when you actually come right down to it, like when you're trying to survive in the middle of the desert, or Burning Man, or if there's any other context, it really does come down to community. Like, yeah, like absolutely. Very long as an individual. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I totally agree. There, it's. It's kind of interesting. I've um, there's a there's almost like two schools of thought with the survivalism. Like one of is you know is mm -hmm. like have you know got my rifle, got my camp food, you know got my right. you know, whatever. But there's um, I, I, I was reading some uh, there's a book uh, I think Parable of the Sower by Octavia Butler that I was reading. Um, and that's very, you know, it's very much kind of, it, it's, it's, a, um, she's a, a science fiction author, but she's getting into, uh, this much more kind of like community survival, like, like survivalism for her is a lot more about like that community and how do you like kind of have a, you know, meaningful relationships and meaningful community 
like in the face of very hard challenges, but also one where, you know, it's not just like, okay, you know, we're all going to get some guns. We're all going to get some food. We're all going to do the, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it, you know, we're, right. this is basically just, okay. Guns like the, the apocalypse is a video game guys have fun. Like it's, it's right. like, no, like you have, you know, you have your group, you have some people who are more physically capable than others. You have some people who are less, you have some people who are younger. You have some people who are older. You have some people who have children. Like there's, you know, if you want to have, you know, a, a community and a kind of a, a way of, of life that actually, you know, works for uh, works for humans, you know, just as through the across the spectrum, the, the breadth and spectrum right. of our how what our species is like you you and has the minimum number of skills that you need to really survive absolutely right? I mean, yeah like like has the minimum number of skills but also like you know like where you can have uh elders in your group you can have you know like the right. like yes. women and children like you have like a whole community a whole society like rather than this sort of like like that that's how humans work that's how that's how our species kind of functions is it's not it doesn't just kind of turn into this this big rambo fantasy yeah, I very much hear it. Well, and maybe in the kind of spirit of this, you know, we're talking about kind of, you know, what happens if we have to survive or what happens if things go wrong. I would love to maybe talk a little bit about this Arctic project. That you're oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, pr- preserving preserving things for future generations that maybe hopefully don't need them uh, or maybe uh, can, can use them for information and not survival. But yeah, can you tell us about this Arctic project that you worked on? Yeah. Yeah. So it was a, it was a project um, for, for GitHub. It was for the, the their Arctic uh, code vault. Um, they they have copies of like all of the world's open source software on these um, silver halide film reels, and they are in this. Sub- so this is just like all of the all of the code that people have written to to power all this open source stuff, just backed up right yep. on these these. Yep. Yeah, and like they're it's designed convenient. to last uh, like a thousand years, and they're in this uh, this subterranean um, like old like decommissioned mine in uh, Svalbard, Norway. Uh, just like deep underground. That's amazing. Yeah. And kind of the, you know, the idea. And this is the same place as the the seed bank, right? The Svalbard seed bank. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it I'm, I'm not, it's, 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 they're both in Svalbard. I'm not sure exactly what the, the, how the physical locations of the two work, but it's kind of, it's, it's the same uh, idea. That's amazing. And this is, this is for folks who aren't familiar, the place where we've stored these backup seeds, right? To, to reseed agriculture or just sort of, replant uh, extinct species if it ever happens if we ever need it yeah yeah and so you designed the container that this went in right yes this this code drop yeah yeah so there were actually kind of two things there were there was the this uh like giant like uh one meter by one and a half meter by two meter uh stainless steel vault uh and basically just we're just because of the longevity requirements we had to be pretty intentional about the materials um so we couldn't go- remind me of the length of time you're aiming for again uh, a thousand years thousand years. <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah and um and then there was also a they, they made a couple of because that one's like 200 of these uh sort of like pizza box size film reels and so there's a lot of them in there um mm-hmm. and that's like like all the code and then they also had a few um like greatest hits which was you know like a couple of those film reels that has like linux and a bunch of stuff and those amazing well this is because you can just you can uh, once i heard about this project you can just imagine the film right like they need they have some sort of old uh, industrial machinery right or 
some sort of broken down factory that needs to get you know started up again and they need to find an old linux build or an old uh, <laughs> utility that doesn't exist anymore because the net has been to- taken down like this it seems like something that's very worth preserving yeah oh absolutely <laughs> it'll you yeah. know if we if, if it, it's it's helpful to have a backup copy of linux uh yes yeah yeah and then they also had a couple of um of uh, like what they called the greatest hits, which was just like two pizza boxes, and so that they I made a couple of um a, a bunch of uh, museum cases, which are these sort of like carved engraved wood with a bunch of uh, kind of just different like curl colorful neural network art in this three uh, D printed sort of neural network uh, globe on the top of them. Um, they, they are absolutely gorgeous, and um, I know Nick will find the links for us, and we'll have them posted because yeah, yeah, these I, boxes are worth seeing. Yeah. Yeah, I can send you guys uh, some links uh, afterwards. That's wonderful. Yeah, and so you, because you, you really wanted to make this look like something worth preserving. Yeah. Was that? Yeah. Yeah, and, and it was also a thing where it's just like one of the one of the challenges when I was uh, designing these things was like it's it, it's such a big um, uh, like it's such a, like a global kind of um thing so it's just like there's you know like whatever artwork that i'm i'm putting onto it it, like the whatever like symbolism is there whatever uh whatever is being expressed there like it has to kind of it has to kind of match like it it has to be appropriate for that and it has to like really um work with that and and it has to kind of find like through lines and that reverence have that yeah yeah yeah. and and like reverence for just like okay like what are kind of the through lines here like what are the um what are the things that like all of this code kind of represents that it has in common and um a, a lot of the a lot of what i kind of chose to work with in terms of the imagery was uh um for the steel vault it was a lot more kind of like like planetary like earth kind of stuff and then using this kind of like really uh elegant sort of circuit board design because i also had the 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 form of that had to basically be two colors black and white um because that's going to translate to like areas of the stainless steel that is getting laser annealed versus not uh because that was the because of those you know the specific things you can do or you can't do that because this thing has to last a really long time um, right. So this, yeah. So the surface coding, the way that you're designing this and etching this, you're saying this will last for a thousand years. Gold. Right. Like you basically, you can't, yeah. you, you the, like the, the surface of stainless steel has, has properties that are, you know, helpful for this, but you can't mess that up mm-hmm. uh, in the process. Like you, you can't like introduce something that's going to like decay over, you know, however many thousand years. And so you have to be, right. like, I couldn't just like print something out and kind of put it on there. Um, of course, of course. Yeah. 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 Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then what was the, what was the thinking for, you know, I, one of the, the first questions I got when I mentioned this to somebody was, you know, how are they going to play it back? Right. Do you know if there's any thought given to yeah. uh, how people were going to read these discs? Yeah. Yeah. So that is a, uh, th- that's, uh, a, a, a pickle PIQL thing. I believe that there, there's some form of, um, instructions or, or something on that. Uh, but mm-hmm. that's the, uh, that was kind of, squarely in uh in the in pickle uh p-i-q-l the company their domain and so i, I think the uh, I, I wish i had a, a a more complete answer but the the answer uh for that would mostly be to 
to to Google them and kind of look up their tech and because I'm, I'm sure they have some kind of uh, explanation we'll for how that works on their website. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, that's great. And so, yeah, so that is all locked up and that's down below the ice there. Is it? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, I, I uh, hope to see it in some Hollywood movie at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I appreciate that, and you know, hopefully yeah. we dig it up. Yeah, yeah, it was just because hopefully we dig it up for 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 posterity and out of, of curiosity rather than just like eh, we got a little carried away. Yeah, very much. Well, yeah. and I and I, and I um, yeah, I'm curious, like, what, if you can tell us any more about like what, like, was there any other things that you kind of ran into as you were doing this that you had to rethink or. Like, you know, did, yeah, were there any decisions that you made that you're really happy that turned out well? Yeah, um, I, I think a lot of it, the and particularly for the museum boxes, because those I actually, I was able to do a lot more kind of like colorful, uh, like I, I just, the the material were a lot more just, just kind of, I had more flexibility. Um, with those, a lot of it came down to uh, just really this sense of awe and and this almost like telescoping sense of all like first that just we even live on a planet where you can kind of like just rearrange the stuff that this planet is made of to like form you know just like computer chips and like like kind of like pseudo thinking machines that we can do all this like complex stuff with um and then from there uh, this sort of uh, awe at the, there's one piece on there that's like, it, it's sort of this like nebula, but it's sort of like made out of just these kind of swirling um, equations. And this, this sense of awe at the, uh, sort of like the, the fact that like, if you can, you, if you're curious and you really explore just the world and science and, and, the universe like you can find these this sort of like these patterns that it seems to follow and work in and that curiosity is like we wouldn't have code if we didn't have the the science to like understand this stuff well enough to to even build machines out of um and then from there this sense of awe about uh partially just about just the fact that we can rearrange this at all all right, so I think that we have a uh, heart out here in just a couple minutes, Maki. So I think we'll probably just start to uh, to to wrap up some closing thoughts. But this mm-hmm. has been this has been awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so any last things that you want to make sure that we get in here? I, I want to make sure that we have time for anything that you want to plug or yeah. Um, not off the top of my head. <laughs> uh, okay, I, cool. I, I I showed up to a podcast without something to plug. So uh... <laughs> <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> hashtag Good. unconventional. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag unplugged yeah Nick uh, <laughs> is just dropping fail in the chat <laughs> well, oh man well hey Maki this has been uh, this has been great I um, you know I wanted to just learn a little bit more before we uh, before we go today about this Arctic Cold Vault so yeah yeah I, I yeah just tell if you can tell me just a little bit more about some of the design inspiration that was going in here and, and, and how you were sort of thinking through making this message last for like a thousand years. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like there, there were kind of a few, a few different criteria there that were, that were sort of um, that, that were had to think very universally. Like one, like one was that it's like, you know, it has to last a thousand years. Like whatever I'm, I'm doing 
uh like it it can't be some just kind of like flash in the pan that's like you know this kind of like latest thing now that's just you know means nothing a thousand years from now um or you know means nothing a hundred years from now and sure. it also uh it also is like it's it's a very global thing like there's you know there's there's code from people like all over the globe here and like i'm you know i'm uh, i grew up in the u.s i live in the u.s but there's uh you know there's people from europe there's people from asia there's people from africa like there's, there's all kind of the people from all kinds of different places um kind of work that's that's represented in this and uh and so like there's there's sorts of the, the things that i had to find for this was like okay what is what's true for everybody and what's kind of true across time um and the the things that i sort of uh settled on or the things that i sort of found that were sort of through lines to that were um one just this sense of uh awe and and this is i'm speaking like for the both the the steel vault and but especially for the the museum boxes where i had a little bit more uh just uh ability to get creative in terms of like materials and colors and so on sure um the and so for those like a lot of it was uh one just like the those there's one image on there that's like this like nebula that's kind of being uh just like formed by these sort of like swirling mathematical equations that i kind of neural network together and the kind of the the thinking behind that was just like the sense of all that the the world around us um exists in like has these patterns and these these sort of like subtle hidden things to it this mathematical equations and so on that like can actually describe it and like we have you know we slowly find and uncover different layers of that um and part of it was that there was this one piece i think there was this sort of like this uh gemstone sort of forming a circuit and that was that we live on this planet where the just like the the ground underneath us and the stuff in the ground can be rearranged to form you know these incredibly intricate circuits and machines and like that's you know, like we, totally. we kind of take that for granted, but it's also sort of mind blowing at the same time. Um, and then there was one which was just sort of this, it's like a bunch of different hands forming a bunch of, uh, of formed like with like code just forming these hands doing things. Um, and that was like open source software is like the, like it, it's one of the just like most awe-inspiring acts of just like, cross everything human collaboration and cooperation and like actually working together on stuff like it's actually it really really, really cool yeah right yes like like what <laughs> we're you know yes. there's it's like 7.6 or whatever billion of us across the earth and we just we speak all these different languages and you know we're coming from all these radically different places and just like what we kind of like come together to build you know this incredibly complicated logic uh puzzle things that uh do this useful stuff and it's it, that somehow comes together like that's ridiculous <laughs> it's a testament to human cooperation and yeah yes, very much in the same way of like wikipedia right like it works yeah because, yeah you know people are genuinely trying to do good and genuinely being good moderators you know at least a good chunk of the time and yeah, yeah it's yeah. incredible what humans can do together when there's because it's also so funny the dynamics in open source right because it's like yeah you run into a problem and you can't solve it and so you're like well has anybody written anything and then if not then you just sometimes have to do it yourself and you might as well share it, right? <laughs> yeah so yeah it, 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 makes, 
it, it makes yeah. a stunning amount of sense. Um, it does. But it yeah. Does. yeah. Yeah. So th- th- that was kind of the, a lot of like what was going in my mind because I was like, I, I what I wanted this thing to be was just to be a, a homage and an artifact uh, and a kind of a, a, a gift to, um, open source and something that that would um just, just sort of convey the 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 respect and the the awe and the, the the love that i have for it that's wonderful well you know a picture is worth a thousand words so i highly encourage everybody to take a look at this in the show notes uh, uh stunning work of uh of, of physical art there um and uh you know the other thing that i uh, that producer nick noted uh during a break was that uh we, we actually have a, a history with this piece of art where we were quite inspired by it. And when we were putting reroute together, uh, and the first time we put a mood board together and a lot of that art, we was actually near the center of it. So mm, I uh, love that. Yeah. I definitely appreciate the way that you kind of view, view like the world and technology sort of through that piece. Um, and, um, yeah, just uh, props and appreciation for helping make sure that our code is safe up, uh, <laughs> <along> <laughs> <these> <laughs> frozen mountains. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, hey, thank you so much, Maki, for for coming on reroute uh, and being with us here. And uh, I hope we get a chance to talk a little bit more about Green Cubes at some point in time. Maybe we'll have uh, somebody else on, uh, or or to have you back because uh, this has been such a pleasure. And um, can't wait to see what you continue to to build and make. Uh, you know, with all this crazy art and engineering stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise, it's been a absolute joy to to come on and talk. And thanks for having me. Sounds great. Take care. You too.